Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello and welcome to Breaking Beat Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and on this week's show, unfortunately, Jammer is out, but we've still got several lads here to talk to you about Doctor Strange. You guys ready to talk about some Doctor Strange today? You guys excited? Are you hyped to talk about the multiverse of madness? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Are we talking about other shit as well, or just that? Is this whole show just about multi levels of madness doctors and shit? Oh, That's no, it's, it's going to be about this. Yeah, we're saving that for the end. I just wanted to assess your hypeness for Multiverse of Madness now that you've seen it. Uh, but we do have several news stories to talk about today. And we also got a bunch of trailers that we can discuss. So that's going to be kind of fun. Can I go off rails? Can I go off topic for a second? Yeah, uh, I know Kyle's going to glare at me. Did you guys see the thing that happened with Dave Chappelle? No, no, I, I, I read. Nobody saw comment. it. No, nobody saw. I, I read it. I read. I read what happened, but I don't know any more than. There's video of it. Oh yeah, of course there's video of it too. Right? Yeah, there's video. Well, and so it's weird because you say, of course there's video of it. Cell phones were not allowed at this venue, so Dave Chappelle was doing a comedy set at the Netflix as a joke. Uh, um, but I assume they were show, recording it for a show. And he or something. did it. And no, this is like somebody's. I guess someone else got a, a cell phone in there and given what okay. we know about what happened. Makes total sense. So Dave Chappelle was on stage doing a show and during uh, some joke, an individual jumped, leapt up on stage and tried to tackle him. And this is just within the last two days. And the thing that actually could have made it worse, it appears that this individual had a weapon on him to include a knife and it could have ended up way worse than it did. This individual was grabbed off stage by none other than Jamie Foxx. Really? Yeah. And Don't fuck with Jamie Foxx, Jesus. Man, so him, security, and a bunch of other people tuned this guy up. He looked like something out of a Sam Raimi movie at the end, like his arms were <laughs> bent and twisted sideways. And I thought it was interesting. The reason why I brought it up, I was curious uh, if I could take a couple of minutes of your time. A lot of the discussions surrounding this incident, we talked about the Will Smith incident a little bit on this show. And I was curious because... It's fascinating that Chris Rock happened to be at this show and he said on stage, was that Will Smith? <laughs> the guy that attacked uh, Dave Chappelle. And I was going to ask you all, 
do you all think that there is a relation between those two incidents that somehow what Will Smith did at the Oscars gave this individual, let's say the liquid courage to do what they did here. And I know it kind of sucks because I'm, I'm ambushing you all with this. I, in my head, I assume that you all had seen or heard this. I'll go, with, I'll go with an initial reaction without knowing anything other than pretty much what you just told me. I would think that he did see his five minutes of fame because of what happened at the Oscars, that there'll be mm. more interest in a, in a guy getting up on stage and having a go at a comedian. I, I, Because I, I'm sure that's happened many, many times to comedians throughout their careers, right? When they're playing backstreet bars and clubs and stuff like that. I'm sure there's been many, not just hecklers, but people throwing shit and getting up on stage. I'm pretty sure that I'd like to say that maybe there's a good chance that this guy thought he'd have his five minutes of fame if he did it. And it was Dave Chappelle and there was probably TV cameras there and stuff like that. But we don't know anything about who he is at the moment, do we? Isaiah Lee is his name. We do not know his motivations. We do know his name. Uh, His name is, I believe, Isaiah Lee. And he's 23 years old. There is no motivation that we know of yet. Because I'd hate to just like guess and assume anything to do with um, mental illness or anything like that, because that's just throwing shit out and guesswork and stuff. But five minutes of fame, it's an easy, easy chance to get on TV kind of thing. But that's a, a flippant off the cuff based on what you just said comment. I okay. don't know anything more than that. He figured he'd be allowed to go and sit back in his seat and just shout stuff and not (laughs) be tackled. No, but I I know so little about it. Um, I I agree with Danny to a point. I also wonder if it has to do with the Chappelle controversy in general. Like this is one of the people who felt really upset by his past thing. The fact that he had a knife on him sounds like it was premeditated past, like, you know, not the Will Smith thing where he just gets up and punches him for a certain joke but i don't know if it i don't know i think people are getting crazier even without will smith doing it so i don't know if i would see much relation between the two okay um i think for my two cents i will i split the baby i think i probably lean more towards nick's position i think that people are self-radicalizing or they are they are in groups where they're hearing people say things and making them feel like yeah danny that that they can get their five minutes of fame um the premeditated part of it is the craziest part to me right so at least with will smith we can give him the benefit of the doubt the idea that his his feelings were caused by what was happening on stage to him and his family in that particular moment uh, versus this guy who seems like he walked in with the intent to harm someone. Um, one of the other things I think is interesting about this is, and I, didn't, and I apologize, I didn't say this, um, to Nick, your point about some of the hate that Chappelle has incited, which we've talked about in the show, mm-hmm. based on what some term basically transphobic views, his joke immediately after the fact was it was a trans man. It is not. And so I think that that Mm. only does more to engender hate towards his position. Um, And I find that to be an interesting joke, alleged like joke. He he would term it a joke that he made after that. I actually, if I were him and already saying stuff like that, I think that's exactly what I would say, you know, because he has the controversy. He's not playing it down at all. And yeah, like I said, maybe part of the motivation was that 
he was offended in some way this guy by the previous specials done by netflix maybe he was even a netflix employee (laughs) but yeah (laughs) we'll see i don't don't know walkout or whatever i'm fascinated by the story i uh i I think it's interesting and i I think it's interesting mostly because of the things that we've said like all of the the different angles that you can come at and then so we know what this individual's actual motivation is we're all just spitballing we're all just kind of uh, waiting to see what happens. So we'll see. I will say of all the actors, I was going to say of all the non-Marvel actors, but I guess he is a Marvel actor. Of all the actors to come at you when you're trying to attack someone, I would not want to mess with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a very funny guy, but he also seems like he doesn't fuck around about, he does not fuck about. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Moving on to actual movie trailers, unless you guys have any uh, anything else to add. I have a video to watch after this. That's you have sure. a video to watch after this? Okay. Oh, the video you just talked about. Yeah. Um, so I want to see pictures of the guy all broken. I mean, it's it, he's on a stretcher. He's on an ambulance. You, you can hear people kind of like, ooh, you, you look. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of that. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, starting with our movie trailers, we're going to move on to have a conversation about House of the Dragon. So this week, HBO was kind enough to drop us a trailer for their new uh, Game of Thrones show. Um, so three years after Game of Thrones closed up shop, we're getting to see a look inside the world of the Targaryens and... It's the new thing from HBO and George R. R. Martin. I'm kind of, I'm done with this franchise. I don't hate it, but I, I'm not particularly interested. I do kind of feel bad because I like Matt Smith, who is featured prominently in this trailer. And it seems like between this and Morbius and Terminator, like he just cannot catch a break. Right. Like I feel like cut out of star Wars. Yeah. That, like, probably, that probably was a break. <laughs> His agent, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I'm really curious what you guys thought of it, how you all feel about this franchise generally. Um, did this do anything to get you excited for more Game of Thrones? As someone who didn't even finish the show, um, <laughs> I always joke I stopped because that's when Pedro Pascal got killed, but I just didn't have any, like, I don't, I never liked it. I didn't like there's so many storylines. You get like five minutes with each character a week. Really didn't dig it. Um, wasn't really that interested in the world, even though there's a lot of world building there. So I didn't even finish the trailer. I was like, yeah, it looks like Game of Thrones, something I quit a long time ago and have no interest revisiting. <laughs> okay. That's all. I, it it, it kind of sucks for the content of the show, but I, I'm, I'm with Nick and you on this. I, I'm really not that bothered by it. I never finished the see. I never finished the show. At the time, I was, I was in the. I like binge watching this stuff. So whenever a season came out, I'd avoid it, um, and then watch all ten episodes in one go. And I was doing the same thing with this one. And then it came out, and I could see and hear all the chat. And a lot of it was 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 on LRM, and the 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 disappointment ranging from mild disappointment to fucking outright hate of how it finished. I never even bothered watching the end. I thought, okay, well, now I know. That does kind of suck. I don't care anymore. And then when the trailer popped up, I'm, yeah, it looks good. It's nice to have fantasy again, but I really don't care. And it's 400 years in the past. I don't know any, don't care. 
<laughs> I really have. So it's to, mostly I Cam's fault it. that you didn't finish the original, right? Because I imagine he was probably one of the loudest <laughs> yeah. ones. He was. He was. In fact, if I think he was at the time, yeah. it was. And and I and so even though I was watching the trailer and I, I don't care, that looks pretty. Oh, there's Matt Smith, and that's so funny that you said that, Jones, because my brother was watching at the same time, and he said, "Oh, he's in everything at the moment." I looked at him and said. Well, he's trying to be. Let's miss the last four <laughs> things. Terminator Salvation, a bit part. That never came about. Then Morbius, which is generally a load of shit. And then this one. Maybe he's the kiss of death. You, know, you sign him up, that show is not going to be a success. But the general consensus, other than us three here, is it seems to be great, fantastic. Cam likes the look of it and all that kind of stuff. But sorry, don't care for it. It's not going to be on the list. I've got a long list of shit I've got to watch, and it's not. I'm not even going to bother putting it on the list. I'll go with Lord of the oh, Rings as far as fantasy. Oh, yeah, let's see what. Yeah, exactly. I'll say what Cam says and what Kyle says, and, and anybody else that actually happens to watch it, and I'll trust their judgment on it. Okay. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Moving Mo- on. Moving on. <laughs> well, hold on. Wait, moving on to something else. <laughs> I'm sure you all like care about so much more. So this will be interesting. While it has not been released yet for general consumers, if you were fortunate enough to see Doctor Strange either in previews on Thursday or going forward into the weekend, you got to see a new trailer or the trailer, the only trailer that exists right now for Avatar 2, James Cameron's long gestating sequel um, or one one of many sequels forthcoming in this universe. Um, I'm actually kind of curious if this flops, are they going to release the other ones? I don't know. Anyway. He's only um, shooting yeah. two, and then he's shooting two more. So they hadn't even started production except for pre-production on four and five. Right. What about so? What about three? Three, I think, is shot. Man. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Um, so we get to return to the world of the Navi. Uh, we get to see it is a gorgeous world, right? Whatever you think of the story, whether you think it's Dances with Wolves or what have you, um, we get to see what came of a bunch of the characters from the first one. And we get to see a new Navi kind of coastal tribe, right? And it'll be interesting to see what they do with, in terms of the story, like what, what older stories are they cribbing from this time? If it's not going to be dances with wolves. And (laughs) so I'm curious from you all, did you see this trail? Because all three of us have seen um, Dr. Strange what did you think about the first Avatar and did this do anything to bring you back into the world and excited to see Avatar 2? I was never excited about the only reason I saw Avatar is people were like, well, someone was like, it's Jurassic Park meets Star Wars. It's like the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, well, I might as well try it. And, you know, the whole world was going to see it like it was huge. It was out for months and months. And the theater I worked at later was talking about it, how they would for IMAX was sold out for months for the first avatar but um ah, didn't really i would never rewatch the first one didn't care that much no interest in this unless we do it for the podcast which i'm sure we will <laughs> and uh i really didn't think there was that much improvement with the special effects based no. on the old one i expected to see a lot better you know technology changes and stuff but they're still dead in the eyes like the environment actually the environment looks fake Back then, you're like, ooh, special effects. This time, it just looks fake. So, well, you got to wait till you I, see it in 3D, Nick. Like, that's going to be the game changer. That's that's what's interesting. We haven't had a 3D release since COVID, 
even though I made sure to watch for this in Doctor Strange. In the credits, they have a whole team that converted it to 3D still. Yeah, mm. movies like Spider-Man the po- and Doctor the IMAX Strange. Poster, ha- the IMAX poster I've got at my local says, and in real 3D, it's got it on written on the bottom of the IMAX poster. Maybe that'll well. be the beginning, because obviously James Cameron's going to be the director. who's like, no, this one's fucking 3D. Like, But I wonder why it died so much, because... 3D glasses are all individually wrapped. It's not like it's a COVID thing. I always um, thought well, it's increased expense. Yeah, Sorry, I've always was expensive with COVID yeah. to save some dollars, right? Oh, yeah. the ticket prices. Because they already yeah. converted, like you said, like there is a whole team that converted Doctor Strange for 3D. Sure. It's just never released in 3D. And that cost is passed on to consumers. Uh, it looks like. Something. Yeah, what you got? Oh, cool. hey, hey, Nick. Yeah, they they still do release most of these mo- movies in 3D just because your theater's not showing it. Ours had Spider Spider Man oh, really? in 3D, Doc Strange in 3D. It might be a lo- local thing, but yeah, uh, I'd say check local local listings. Oh, and your, uh, Avatar, do your ticket prices reflect that? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they still charge <laughs> more more for them. Um, uh, and also, I sent it in Discord just in case you guys didn't see. According to Cameron back in uh, late last year, uh, two full fully in the can. We have a working cut that they're filling in visual effects within. I feel pretty confident with that film. Three is still a bit shadowy. It's way too too long. I haven't really turned my energy uh, into a disciplined cutting process on that yet. So he's in the act of cutting three. It seems as of late la- last year. Kyle out. What does shadowy mean? <laughs> I don't know. Does that mean like it's too tall and it casts a long shadow, so we have to cut it down? It's just Cameron gibberish. Um, But the last thing I was going to say was what Kyle wanted to say before the show. Dead quiet the entire, even the beginning, no one gave a shit. Like people reacted to the Thor trailer and there were some other fun trailers on there. Um, But dead quiet during the trailer for Avatar. Like no reaction even when it started. No reaction when it was over. I, I would be surprised because I've seen um, Doctor Strange twice now, and both times oh, wow. the yeah, the both times the cinema was full of, of relatively young people, and I know everyone's fucking young compared to me. Before some smart ass says anything, but what I meant was younger <laughs> than you know uh, kids' age. Um, I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, if they didn't have a fucking clue what Avatar was at the end of the day. Oh, what, what yeah. is this? Is this a sequel of something? Well, yeah, it was a film that came out. 20 years ago that had groundbreaking special effects in 3D looked really good at the time but now since then they've grown up with all the stuff that we've been enjoying watching for 20 years and that trailer came on and it just looked like years. a pretty looking it's only like 2009 Kyle right Kyle 2009 says Kyle says 10 so more like 13 yeah, well, it seems like 20 years ago yeah it, it so came I, out when I, I was in Germany so uh, I was there 9 to uh 9 to 12 so it had to yeah. be 9 or 10 yeah, I thought it was. I yeah. had before I moved to here, but I I genuinely think there was a lot of in the in the room, no idea what this is. It looks like a cartoon. Is this something that I should be interested in? See, but my audience thing- was a lot older and like closer to my age, and no one. So they would have remembered it, and they still yeah. had the same reaction. So that's just yeah. it. I think it's a lot of okay, that looks pretty, but there's nothing special about it. What I will say is the underwater stuff looked pretty good from an animation point of view. It's always been tough to get hair and stuff correct underwater right and i seem to remember that aquaman was was pretty good yeah i like the aquaman stuff better but this stuff looked pretty good the underwater stuff because that's what i was generally looking at is how they do hair and hair underwater is very very challenging 
Um, but that was it. I wasn't fussed about the trailer. It looked all like the same shit to me. It looked exactly the same as the avatar that I remember from what I thought was 20 years ago, but 10 years ago. <laughs> nothing, nothing made me think, oh, wow, I'll actually looking forward to watching this. I mean, yeah, if anybody's going to get hair right, it has to be Aquaman, right? Because Jason Momoa's hair. Like, come on. You got you to <laughs> felt do that. that. Good do job. That. I, thought, I thought the Avatar, I mean, I thought the Aquaman did Underwater better than this trailer, but. Ooh, I I shots fired. Well, that was, well, that would be pretty good. I do remember Aquaman being good, though. I do remember yeah. thinking that was a pretty good Underwater stuff, so I'd be surprised. But there was nothing in the trailer that made me think, wow, they're groundbreaking or anything. Nothing that made me want, this is going to be another $2 billion movie or anything. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that was the thing. I, I think I think it was you that said at the beginning, like, this is a tech demo, right? Like, that's what it was in the beginning. Um, I'm sorry, Kyle. It's Kyle that said it. it was, it's the beards. It's the beards that confuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so me. I, I think that that's part of the problem. It was gorgeous to look at at the time. Substantively, I don't think anybody thought that it was a remarkable story. And so the idea that we're going to revisit this world where it looked great, but yeah. the story was kind of naff. Now we have like, okay, it looks very similar to the first one. Have you improved yeah. on the thing that was the actual deficiency? Looks like so a very we'll similar see. plot based on the little footage we've yeah. seen. Yeah. They got it. They still have a human base. It looks like we have some Navi who are either hired by the humans or the humans figured out how. But well, no, the humans already did avatars. So yeah, those are probably humans in avatars with, with the scene where they're like, carrying guns and shit but i mean that's probably jake again yeah uh, yes. uh, that's the other thing i couldn't tell if i reckon if they were using the same characters or not mostly because yes. there's no dialogue and they all look the so same. for sure you've got uh zoe zaldana and um sam worthington sam, has another job yeah, sam worthington. yeah finally um well, he is in a show i'm watching right now but i'm like oh he's fallen a far away to be in a hulu show <laughs> Um, so between the two of them, I don't know if anybody from the original is coming back. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Well, I've heard Sigourney Sigourney Weaver was, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm so pretty sure she's coming back. Maybe. Because remember, she was like reborn as a full Navi. Or whatever. Yeah, something like that. She went full Navi. You never go full Navi. You never go full Navi. <laughs> she go off, mate. She'd never, you should never go full Navi. <laughs> Nick, did you give your thoughts and impressions on this? Did I skip over you? What do you, do no. you feel things? No. I, I gave my okay. You guys ready to move impressions. on? Do you all want to move on to the thing I know you actually do care about? Yeah. Well, what did you think of Avatar? Did you tell us what you thought about Avatar? I talked I about were... the trailer. I said it was like a tech demo, and I don't know why we're returning to something that nobody really cares about the story. Um, yeah. I kind of inserted it like very quickly, pulled it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Is that what the Vaseline was on the camera? Is it? I think that's what it was because it looks slightly <laughs> better. I need more lighting. I need more light. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that's it. That's it. The original Avatar, it was fine. I'm like, I already gave my thoughts. I already gave my thoughts. Move you guys want to talk about Old Ben? Yeah. <laughs> old Ben is back. Crazy Old Ben. Actually, he's not, he's not Old Ben. Is he just Ben now? Crazy he's, old ben. he's not Old Ben yet. He's going to age a lot in 10 years. I'll just he's say age that. a lot. And that's Tatooine, what that's what man. living in the desert does, right? Yeah. Three fucking suns. We we get Two. cancer from one sun. Imagine <laughs> sons. three. Three, three suns. suns. This is a hidden. Two sun. suns. Yeah. Two suns. Wait. Unless there's a secret. Suns? 
No, it's two. Uh, it definitely it's two for Tatooine. The for Tat Tatooine, it's two two sons. It's it's even the name of of one of the piece pieces of music by by uh, uh, John mm. Williams. You have uh, look, looking up at yeah, them. So. And... In the name of the planet too. It's not Tatooine. It's Tattoo. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, my inability to count aside. <laughs> two sons. Two One, sons. a two, a three. <laughs> Disney on May the 4th, May the 4th be with you, they dropped the Obi-Wan trailer. So we got to see what this six episode show is going to look like. And we got glimpses of a bunch of stuff. We got to see Inquisitors. We got to see Obi-Wan. We got to see Obi-Wan using a blaster, an uncivilized weapon That's for what an I uncivilized age. Um, we got to see glimpses of Darth Vader. And let me tell you guys the way that they handled that tease. I really enjoyed. Um, and again, at per usual, I don't want to see anything else. I want to fucking watch this show. <laughs> I just yeah. like this blind see. Um, the sickest burn to me in the whole fucking trailer was the conversation with Lars. Oh. Though he's like, "Hey, oh, you got to train Luke." And he's like, "Like you trained his father." Like, oh <laughs> yeah, I know. God damn, that was good. Um, that said. <laughs> What did you guys think of this of this first, hopefully only teaser trailer for Obi Wan? Well, this is the second Certainly trailer. It's the second one. It's the second yeah. one. Is it the second one? Yeah, the yeah. first one was even more teaser. This I told you I teaser. can't count. Stop trying to make me. Count. <laughs> can't count There's been three. <laughs> Damn it! I dug what do you think? I like it? that they're keeping it. They're they're being. I mean, they're not giving away too much. I feel, which is nice. Like we're more getting glimpses at a lot of scenes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. I'm excited for it. Um, okay. I don't really. There's not really a lot in the trailer except for glimpses at stuff. Yeah, there's not that, a lot of great new burn. stuff, is there? It, there was new scenes and new shots, but it was of the same characters and, same, and yeah. things. It was same like a couple of new things. Uh, same one chick with a lightsaber. Exactly. So that, I think that I'm. I, I'm definitely with Jones on this. I, I, you've got me. Fucking hell, take my money. Hurry up the end of the month. Let's get it on. I'm, I'm sure there will be another one. Um, but uh, I'm happy with these. This one we've got here. The the bit that does stick out was the the burn when he was talking to Lars because you could see. I mean, Ewan McGregor does a wonderful job of. I've got nothing to say about that. Just if that is how that scene plays out, if that is his reaction, because we never know how it actually cut. But that would that was a perfect reaction. Yeah, that's a good point. But I I really should get my coat. I should fuck off now. I've got nothing because that's it. What like he trains his dad? You got nothing, dude. Yeah, just so stay the fuck away from us. <laughs> I did notice there was some pretty cool hand to hand combat without any form of lightsaber or blaster in the trailer. Yeah. That was probably the most interesting part of the new trailer besides the burn. And so you guys can tell me this. I don't recall seeing Obi Wan use a lightsaber in this, right? Not yet. Not I like. Heard. I like that we didn't get to see that. Well, he's trying to lay low as far as you walk around with a lightsaber. Suddenly everyone's like, oh, Jedi. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Yeah. I, I hope that that is accurate and it's really just being withheld until like the very Vader last fight. moment. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There was there was a couple of shots when they were talking about hiring bounty hunters and stuff. And maybe mm-hmm. we can bring in young uh, producer, producer Kyle on this a little bit. There was one shot of a bounty hunter um that i thought i've seen before that i recognized but i couldn't pinpoint the name for she looks similar it's uh i recognize it's what we 
it's from uh well empire strikes back he shows up first for for lom kind of has a fly head ro- robot yeah oh yeah for for lom or for loam how however one wants to pronounce it they could be p- pulling an i an ig droid uh like they did in mandalorian where everyone thought that the uh i ig unit was uh ig88 yeah. um so but this this you know we'll see but that definitely uh at minimum at minimum a shout out to forlom from uh it did, from look, Empire. It did look same. i knew i'd recognize him so there, there you go or her him her um yeah so that was cool so that was something new i don't remember seeing in the first trailer was glimpses of bounty hunters that may have been definitely something brand new for for trailer number two i don't recall number one uh, but I mean, I'm sold. This is awesome. Bring it on. I love the fact it's only six episodes. I know we might want more, but as we just spoke about off show about the, the current season of Picard, Star Trek, that was dragged out. That could have been done in six episodes and been a lot more entertaining and, and concise. So I like the six episode thing. It means we're going to yeah. get Amanda, some good at I, um, I have to throw this in because I had a conversation with uh, Cam about this. He said he actually had a response for Lars and it was, oh, like oh. you took care of his grandmother? And I was like, God, damn, that's... <laughs> fuck. Just oh Tatooine is heating up today. Hot. Hot. With his three sons. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really good response. So good on Cam for, for bringing it back. Like, because in truth, like, had Lars done the thing and actually took care of it, then, you know, maybe no, maybe no baby. He was yeah. just a kid. He was young. So, anyway, men. What else? Yeah, Anything sure else on this before we uh, move on to the next thing? No, just because ah, I'm excited. Like you guys said, don't need to see much yeah, more. Just watch an Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. show, and I'm excited how excited you McGregor is, is. So, when is it end of the month? Is it end of May? It is right. Twenty fifth, yeah. right? Or did they move it to twenty seventh? So we get two episodes on that Friday. Twenty seventh, two episodes. So two five episodes. weeks of Kenobi. Yeah. Well, that okay. Oh, well, that's cool because that, that's the Captain day Marvel after. That's Marvel. a super exciting weekend. I think I might grow a few more white hairs that weekend because it's the day before that I'll be watching Top Gun Maverick on the twenty sixth. Are you gonna dress up? Are you gonna do the thing? Are you gonna let your beard get even whiter and like dress up as Obi Wan? You gonna get a lightsaber? No, I'm gonna dress up as Maverick and go to watch um, Top Gun. I'm gonna be. If you're gonna dress up as Maver- Maverick, that means you have to shave. You gonna shave? Damn it, Jonesy! Cl- you and your clean shaven. Clean shape. Just as big muscles as Cruz, if not bigger. So you could do the Henry Cavill. flight suit on. Well, I keep going. I keep <laughs> gaining levels in Discord, so I could well be Scientology, Mr. Plankton, or whatever. By then, maybe I could be doing that. Then. Did you see Mr. Plankton? <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know. Whatever, whatever they believe in in my spaceship to go and see Zool or whatever it is. <laughs> there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> Guys, guys, Navi. You see, we just completely circle around. <laughs> That's what happens when you go full Navi. You get turned into a dog. Turned into a dog. <laughs> you guys ready to move on to more news? I yes. think so. I keep forgetting this is a this is a visual medium. I've got this uh, Starbucks topper in my mouth, chewing on it like other coffee is available. It is, but I like my uh, dirty chai, and I do the dirty chai right. I like it. I'll just make sure we don't upset any potential sponsors. That's all by saying that there are other potential coffee houses, mainstream coffee houses available. 
Yeah, just like their other electric cars other than Tesla. Take that for what it's but, worth. Yeah, and even though we all use Apple products and we love them so very much, there are other software and hardware providers out there. So Allegedly. Carl, no, you don't own an Apple. Allegedly. What, what's that? I the stream, stream seems to be go, going down. Uh, <laughs> awful P- PCs just not, not capable of running, running the show anymore, I guess. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Sounds like you need a faster computer, but that's okay. There's a joke in there. I can't figure out what it is. Fast 10 has a new director. I'm just, I'm sleepy. I was up till 2 a.m. So Fast 10 has a new director and it's going to be Louis Letterer. And he is known for the Incredible Hulk and um, Catch Me If You Can. I'm sorry, not Catch Me If You Can. Um, Oh, what is the other one? Transporter. Doesn't he need one of the transporters? Yes. But that's not what I was thinking of. It's the it's the magic movie. Catch oh, me if you can. Now you see the, me. Now you see, now you see me. me. I didn't Terrible know he fucking did that one. Anyway, yeah. Um, Clash of the Titans and uh, Lupin, which or Lupin, which is on Netflix right now. I enjoy that. And so, if you enjoy any of those things, you might be into the new Fast and Furious. So we had a conversation in the last show where Justin Lin is like, "Hey, I'm out. I'm done with this fast shit. I want to go slow." Louis Letter is like, I want to go fast. And so now he is the new director. It was costing Universal up to $1 million a day to replace him. And I think this is probably as good as they could get on short notice. Um, Like I said, given the things that he has done before, this is somebody whose films that I generally enjoy. Uh, It took me a while. I only just realized that he didn't do the sequel to Clash of the Titans. So good on him because the Wrath of the Titans is trash. Um, so I know that you all don't really care about the Fast and Furious franchise. I know that, like I said, given the short notice that they had, this is a like an incredibly competent choice to mm-hmm. go forward. I am curious how he's going to do in such short notice, if they're still going to be able to make their deadline. Um, but what do you all think? I think he's a good choice. I mean, I'm just thinking back to the transporter. I don't know if he did more than one of them, but I enjoyed both if there, there may have been a third, which I didn't see, but that kind of, especially, you know, the car action and that and dealing with Statham and all that, even though Statham's off and two Hobbs, two Shaw. Um, look, yeah, it'll be a good choice. I won't see the movie. Well, I guess if we cover it here, it'll be my third Fast and the Furious movie I've ever seen. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like just the part of the story about Vin Diesel. Like I kind of mentioned on one of our chats, he seems a lot like Bruce Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis considered himself the keeper of the Die Hard franchise to a point where he drove directors crazy. And like, I feel like Vin Diesel's kind of that, where he's like, I'm the keeper of the franchise. Like, do what I say. Like, I'm more important than the director. That's just a theory, but it seems like, I mean, he loves this shit. It's his family. So that's all I got. Yep, yep. I um I was just disappointed just just quickly Jonesy that he was one of the names that we didn't mention last week considering we fired out about fifty possible names of directors and then this one comes up we're like oh yeah that's I not bad I yeah. even wouldn't have Solid. even if he was in my mind as a potential as a potential I knew that he's working on the next season of Lupin so I didn't even think that he was available because remember we had that conversation about. Are we talking about who's available or who we actually want? Oh, yes. And so yeah, I never yeah, even would have thought of him. Um, but yeah. Christopher Nolan's Fast 10. Mm. 
I don't know about all that. Wouldn't be very fast. Um, no. Yeah, I'd It'd actually go backwards if you saw Tenet. Exactly. <laughs> I would I'd probably be more likely to maybe go and watch it the third week of release if Christopher Nolan was directing it. Um, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not that fast by it, but I do think this is a solid choice based on availability and track record and things like that. So, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I'm just more in, really am now in a morbid sense of, you know, car crashes, what actually happened and, and was it one thing or was it just a, a stream of things? Because pre-production, Justin Lin would have been involved quite a lot and Vin Diesel would have been involved because he's a producer as well as, the you know, the, the major star. So then pull out what was it one week into filming or, or one day whatever yeah. or one hour what, one. Yeah. so it can't have been that one thing because there must have been some stuff building up to that all that pre-production story and all that stuff it, 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 uh, there's more to this story and i'd love to in a morbid fascination love to know what what it was um, yeah and then that, as far as my interest goes in this this film now yeah and i think to your point like the the fact that they were a weekend um like he's done the script not only was it just this movie it is what uh he's done five of them or this would have been number five so he's done almost half of these movies and yeah. so what was it yeah. about this time where he's just like fucking him out yeah like, he I gave think up the, a lot of money too that's yeah just a, it's unprecedented for a director to give up that much money hey mental health i guess he was like i'm, I'm putting my foot down um, he's, got like, he's, got and he, he's got a fantastic reputation he's got he's in the um country franchises is that sorry it's the country franchises which yeah. Which one? Which horror franchise is he involved with? Is it who? Conjuring, I think. Yeah. Is it just? That's one. Oh, that's one. I confuse yeah, him a lot too. Yeah. So one yes. did um, uh, Fury Seven. That's it. As mm. soon as I said it, I was like, "Hold on, that might be the different director of the Fast and Furious." Yeah. I knew there was one. James Wan. That's it. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think, think look after yourself. Yeah. Look after yourself. Do Star Trek Beyond. Wasn't yeah, that, that was that's the one we yeah. like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had to include a motorcycle. Every time I'm very excited about it, Jammer's like, well, it flopped. Like, fuck you. Anyway. Um, But yeah, to Nick's point, this guy left anywhere between 10 and $20 million on the table. Just, I'm done. Like, that's, to a lot of people, that's just crazy. Right? Yeah. So either he just has a bunch of money or he's just like, it's not worth it dealing. Can you imagine? Like, I can't deal with this person so much. I can deal with anybody for $20 million. <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Like six weeks, fine. Let's do it. That's how bad this was. But you did say he's directed the other four of the other other films. So I, I'm yeah, sure he's quite healthy enough. I'm sure he's got food on his table for his family and stuff. So maybe it wasn't such a big decision. And there is that potential now that he can go and do the next Star Trek film. Maybe Paramount yeah. were, um, you know, knocking on the door a little bit. If you're ever not happy over there, if you ever anything goes wrong, we're making wrong, Star we're Trek Four. Yeah, we got this and captain's chair right you, here. We'll double it. Got this captain's chair right here for you, baby. Um, <laughs> but some of the things that were coming out, and Nick, so you alluded to kind of like the the idea that Diesel is the keeper of the franchise. Apparently, there is some bad behavior involved as well. Uh, supposedly, from sources, this is from a Yahoo Entertainment article that he showed up to the set late. He doesn't know his lines. He's out of shape. That's the uh, Bruce Willis story that Kevin Smith tells too. It's like they spent an entire day and Bruce Willis didn't show up 
the entire day. Kevin Smith had to rewrite all the dialogue because they had no yeah. they had no dialogue about how bad the villain was supposed to be. So he didn't seem badass at all. And Kevin Smith wrote all the dialogue and then like, hey, do you want to be in the shot? <laughs> yeah, they um. so there is a source from the Daily News that is saying that no one is dissing Vin Diesel on the record, but everyone knows. That's so, all right. That's sad, super frustrating, but as someone who really enjoys this franchise, I hate that that's the, the this is kind of the fate of it. So, the fate of yeah, the I do is. feel for that. We, we we joke about that, or I joke about that that I don't like it. But if you're a fan of something and and something like this is happening, it must it it, it must suck a little bit. I know, I know, I can't think of something off the top of my head for me, but yeah, it must suck for you. I do appreciate that. As much as I'm not a fan of it, you are a fan, and it must be hard to see this kind of slipping away. Do you think that it's soon enough, and that we'll, they'll still get that um, release date? Because it's been what two weeks now. Will that affect the release date too much, or not really? They've always got a nice window that they can play with. Yeah, I I don't think that this should impact it too much because, like you said, pre-production. Like I think it's enough time for him to get up to speed, but we'll yeah. see. I do want to, since I brought up Nolan, I didn't want to bring up what the funniest joke I've seen recently on Twitter. It's a picture of Nolan just thinking and like the word bubble is like, how can I blow up a real nuclear bomb without killing my crew? Because he's making the Oppenheimer movie and he hates special effects. Interesting. I just thought it was a hilarious like meme. I just want to know if somebody's dead wife going to be in this because that's like, that is his real thing. It's not just the lack of special effects. There's got to be a dead wife somewhere in there. Oppenheimer's wife is blown to smithereens in an early yeah. experiment. Because what we've got Memento, we've got uh, Inception, we've got um, somebody's wife dying. Prestige. Batman's girlfriend dies, and yeah, she wife dies. Up, in she got blown up real good. Yeah, I don't think it's in Tenet. There's any is there... dead. I think he's trying. They're trying to rescue the woman who's the wife of yeah. the villain, but. She makes it. No, he no doesn't. Wife. She does. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll say a lot. Prestige, Not definitely, always. though. <laughs> Interstellar, she has a dead husband, Anne Hathaway. So he flips it on his head. Wasn't uh, she was going to look his wife dead? Oh, yeah, she was too. Yeah, it's like Disney killing off the moms back in the you. early animation days. Chris Nolan, he is a shake. He is sticking to it. I'm so. afraid for his wife hey. at this point. How do, you, how do you tell somebody you want a divorce without telling you you want a divorce? Well, I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All the horrific ways. Kyle has something. So no, uh, funny, funny story on, on that. I made a few uh, little in, indie, you know, no budget f- films with my buddy uh, Brian horror mo- movies. And I kill Christine in each, in each one of them. That was my, my thing. <laughs> I don't want her dead, dead for real, but that that is that is a funny conversation, guys. <laughs> See, I don't think anyone's wife died in Dunkirk. I don't think there are any women in Dunkirk. My patients died during Dunkirk. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Anyway, civility died. Guys, ready to move on? Yes. We we had a couple of other stories. I, I don't, I don't know that they're particularly important. One of them was a story about Palpatine. If I was, if I had my wits about me, I would have tied it into the Obi-Wan story. Um, 
there's the idea that Palpatine is going to return. I'm not really, I'm not in a good mental place to talk about that Ooh. still. Do you guys, are you, let me, let me, I'll cue up the quote here. Let me do the thing. Let me do it properly. Ian McDermott said, there's a certain show coming soon set right around the time I may have considered to, I may, I may have considered to be very active. Whether or not you will see my physical body, I cannot comment on, but you will certainly feel my presence. Again, it could be Andor, Obi-Wan. It could be Obi-Wan. Probably Obi-Wan Andor. makes the most sense. But it, it I does. Mean, he's, it's all his height. Yeah, we'll see. And people Danny are saying Baker it's doubtful and... it's the uh, Alkalade show or whatever, because that would be before he's even born, I believe. Alkalade? Alkalade? Alkalite. Alkalite. Yeah. Alkalite. That's a that's a low sugar alcoholic drink, I'm guessing. Mm. Mm. Isn't that a battery show, additive? Alkaline? Alkaline. <laughs> no, that you're getting that mixed up. That's something you take when you've got an upset stomach. I oh no, like that's Alka-Seltzer. 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 <laughs> Driving Kyle crazy. <laughs> I think I think this is most likely going to be like I can't remember if it was Clone Wars or Rebels or something, but there'll be some sort of maybe a video scene of the Emperor talking, mm. or he'll just speak to all the guys time travel over Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's anything more than his voice being heard in the background or on a TV screen or something. I'm like still that. waiting and it to see make sense time travel properly. Well, I was thinking about the other day. It's like I really want to see a Poe Mando show, but I'm like, wait, Poe would either be super young only because I want. I love Pedro Pascal and um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac when they're together. Like I haven't seen the movie where they're together, but I just watched like the like the Google one where like it's Google filling in the blanks where it's like does Pedro Pascal have you know the ripping it off and just those two have so much fun together that that's and that was and I was thinking I'm like they would have to use time travel, but they did introduce time travel. So. They did. Time travel is a thing in the Star Wars universe. So I feel like if we don't have some yeah. conversation about Ahsoka and time travel during that show, I'm going to be like, that's super weird. <laughs> How did you get here? How are you alive? How did you survive that fight? Well, yep. time travel mirror. What? That's a thing. Did <laughs> you go <sighs> forward in time and mess around with those sequels? <laughs> Man, I I wish they could. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Move on before Jonesy loses the will to live like Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys ready to have a conversation about uh, Sam Raimi's uh, Doctor Strange? Yes. Has he done yeah. a thing? Huh? Has he done a thing? He made a movie. I mean, I don't know so Uh-oh. Sam Raimi has stepped into the place of Scott Derrickson, who directed the very first uh, Doctor Strange film. And after some creative differences, Sam Raimi jumped in and this film is chock full of his pulpy Sam Raimi-ness. Uh, currently, it sits at a 77% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89% from the audience. So we've got that good, good disparity again. Um So in this film, Dr. Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens a portal to the multiverse. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for his team to handle. Danny, would you like to give me your non-spoiler impressions 
know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. From the first viewing yesterday or from the second viewing today? Ooh, they're different. They are. They are. I would say so. (laughs) Surprise me. Well, I could. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure if it would surprise you. I found overall, so watching it twice now, I would say that this was um, a fun, entertaining, mad as a sack of spaniels movie that had areas that would frustrate me, but ultimately entertain me, but leave me feeling like I don't really care about this movie 10 minutes after I walked out. It was average for me, but while I was there, I was entertained enough. It was enjoyable. I had a good time, but it feels like a Marvel Cinematic Universe filler film to me at the moment okay nick doll the it was so ramy i loved it it was it was like him bringing his evil dead skills and his uh um spider-man skills and the plot was not what i was expecting expecting excuse me i can't talk um but (laughs) it was I, i enjoyed it um it is kind of just like a running movie where they're running from or towards something. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I was really impressed with the Sam Raimi-ness of it. One of my favorite things Sam Raimi does that MCU can't even figure out or DC can't figure out is like, think of Infinity War. The minute a fight starts, the streets are empty. And Sam Raimi, even thinking back to Spider-Man 2, is really good at keeping it populated with like taxi cabs and real New Yorkers in the middle of a big fight that's happening where it feels like actual all the time. New Yorkers. No, I just, are they, do you shoot New York? Probably. No, I don't think I, I saw the, all these different countries. I mean, it just, it feels like real pop- New Yorkers. Well, I mean, it, feel, like, it feels like New York city. Like it I feels see. like everyone just doesn't disappear when a fight starts. They're like gasping and running. And like, like Doing I always it. think, yeah. Like I always think of Spider-Man too. Like when Doc Ock shows up and throws the car through the window and takes Mary Jane, people aren't like, fleeing there's like oh what the fuck and like that's i do like that his i still haven't seen a marvel or dc movie that does it as well as sam raimi does as far as keeping the streets populated and feeling real even when there's a giant monster isn't there a whole scene in avengers where captain america is saving all those civilians and then yeah but even yeah but even that i don't know there's something that feels more grounded in sam raimi's version of new york uh-huh. It's, it's kind of difficult and intangible, intangible okay. to explain, but it's something I definitely notice his stuff versus a lot of the other stuff. I shall not question your intangibility. Um, yeah, right. So but for my it. spoiler-free impression, I'm sorry, go ahead. You're so I, was saying, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Um, for my spoiler-free impressions, I thought it was so Sam Raimi that I didn't love it. No. Oh. I think that his pulpiness was a bit overwhelming and needed to be dialed back a little bit and got in the way of what I think was an otherwise well-acted and um, good movie. And I also thought that the pacing was off towards the end. Like there was, was like I got towards the end and I was, I, I could, my watch was dying, so I couldn't look at it. Plus I don't, I try not to look at it in a movie there, but I could feel myself wanting to look at the time. Yeah. to go like we done yet um and i can actually pinpoint that moment when we get into spoilers if that's what you guys would like to do 
So, I will. I will. So. I just just touching on that. I would like to see asking you that where you felt it went a little bit too much Sam Raimi, and whether that was around the same time that you felt that it was it lost its pacing towards the end. Was they around no. about the same time when you had that, or no? Was the Sam Raimi thing generally all the way through the movie? Let's do letter grades. Jump into spoilers, and then I will tell you. Gotcha. Yeah, because that's right. the bit I'm interested. So yeah. I thought it was a B. A B movie director made a B film. Yeah, I think that's what Kyle gave it on our podcast. Oh, he gave it a B plus. I gave it an A. I liked it. Bye. I love Sam Raimi. Like, it's Fucking not my hell. it's not my top five. Maybe not even in my top ten Marvel movies, but it was super enjoyable. And really, n- none of it would let me down in a way where like, oh, I was expecting something completely different. I was just like, oh, it's exactly yeah. what I wanted. I think that's that the other part of this, right? It's hard to come off of No Way Home into mm-hmm. like I feel like almost it is almost impossible to walk into this movie and not feel some kind of way after that film, which was like up here. Yeah. Uh, at least for I me think Noah Helm would be my top five. Yeah. But... I so love the fact that we can even say top 10 Marvel, like MCU films. That's it's so crazy to me. Yeah. I'm Go fascinated. Ahead, that it, what, what, what was, what was um, No Way Home then letter grade if this was an A? I think I, I, plus, I think plus. I give it an A originally. I, pr- I would change. I would say A plus after reviewing it multiple times. So you um, think they're that close together? That's why I'm amazed yeah. that you gave it an A. So, so you think in quality and overall they're that close together? I don't. Entertainment they're that- wise, they're that close together. Both have giant plot uh, holes and like stuff uh, like that. But my I'm neck hurts. I'm giving such a I, big east west. I think it's <laughs> bad, but to be that close together with an A and an A plus when I think they're miles apart in in general overall quality of the films i mean what, what it sounds like is you just want nick to be your teacher right like whoever <laughs> goes to school yeah. Yeah. Nick is a, whoever is goes to marvel university yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey like, oh, should be like corner. eternals a or captain plus. marvel or something <laughs> incredible but you love captain marvel what are you talking about don't, don't try and read history i love captain marvel I I like Nick, that was our very first podcast and I, I feel like that whole time it was me trying to bring you down from the sky of like okay. oh my god it was so good i was like what the fuck are you talking about opinions here? change over time. <laughs> i still like it uh, but that's definitely a bottom 10 or 14, danny letter grade so we can get into yeah I, I were hovering around it's been hovering around a c plus to a b minus and i'm stuck right there at the moment so i'm, I'm gonna go with because I enjoyed it the second time for reasons that surprised me. We'll talk about it when we get into spoilers, but okay. I'm going to settle on a B minus at the moment. Okay. Um, so that said, we're going to jump into spoilers and I'll, Danny, I will address the question that you asked me. I you feel like. Letter the, grade? Yeah, I said it was a B. Okay. No, I said B. B director did. A oh, B you're right. Um, the moment where I felt like it was, it was too much Ramey was after she killed the Illuminati and she's chasing them through the halls and she's like hobbling and they're full on running and she is still like hurt somehow able to keep up with him. It was like, it was that plus the moment where they were, huh? She could have also just flown too. I just, I mean, he was going for the zombie thing. They're shutting all of the doors and they get to the last door and then they just stop and stare at the door and I'm shut like, the door shut, keep running. What's keep happening running. here? Why are we yeah. sitting here in this moment? And then like the camera does a thing and then the water starts moving slowly and it's for a jump scare. And I'm just like, I, I, I didn't like it. 
where I did enjoy stuff like that was when they were in Carmitage and there was like, she was in the reflections. Oh, that was cool. That was super good. So one is like, yeah, that's Raimi's stuff, but also it was really good. Especially when she comes through the reflection in the, uh, the gong and she's yeah. all deformed and scarred. Oh yeah. And like, yeah, herself. I'm like yeah. that was cool. And I think at the point where the Illuminati gets killed, weird it just it got to be too much um, i like zombie strange i did not i liked the idea and so i think that that's where i feel like a diff- i would have preferred a different director for this movie um because his makeup was distracting his mannerism was, was distracting i love the idea i thought that it was very clever i also liked that it was a, a trailer head fake because looking at the tra- i I thought, in theory, Wanda was going to be the villain for this film. And then when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, well, maybe it's going to be this zombie Doctor Strange or like something happened. And they did a real good job of faking me out with that. And then it it turned out to be something clever. But that it felt like so Army of Darkness that I did not enjoy it for what it was. Um I also think at the beginning, the CGI didn't look particularly good. Like it looked cheap, which was weird. Um, All of the stuff they were doing in the beginning with America Chavez running um, from the monster. And it just didn't look particularly good on the plus side. Elizabeth Olsen was fantastic. Oh yeah. And I, I can't say enough for her performance and I would say in terms of motivations, this is easily the like top three villain motivations for a character. I am trying to, I'm struggling to think who else other than Killmonger would be in that top three. Um, it was weird. Be- good. Hmm? He's just trying, Vulture's just trying to provide for his family, even though they live in a fancy rich person's house. I don't, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. Like I, that one for me, I wasn't on board with quite as much. I mean, I get it as a working schmo, but not, I never felt like, I never from that perspective felt like he was right. I could see where, for me, it's, I agree. When I say that I like a villain's motivations, for me, it almost always means I understand the underlying premise of what you're doing, but your motivations are fucked up or not your motivation, your, um, your methodology is fucked up. So what you're doing, your actions are bad. Um, and so I really enjoyed watching her in this. It was a lot of fun. So I actually didn't expect her to be that much of the villain. I thought she'd either be a tool to someone or uh, like I didn't even when the root, like when the runes were even on the first monster, I was like, oh, it's another witch. It's not Wanda based on the trailer. But but yeah, huh, I cried during that movie, obviously. Like when she's with the other Wanda and she, the other Wanda kind of forgives her and get, the kids are freaking out because obviously she can't just come in and be a mother to some I don't think other, other Wanda forgave her. She just okay. said, they'll be cared for. That doesn't mean I forgive you. That means yeah. she here, have this bit her. of peace and fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Get out of my house. Yeah. yeah. That's not forgiveness. It was still, <laughs> I don't know. It was sad to watch the Scarlet Witch or, or Wanda Prime go through that moment. And obviously, obviously it would never work out the way she expects. 
Let me ask you guys this. Um, do you think she's dead? No. No? I think she is. You think so? We'll never see her again? Uh, no, no, no. I didn't say that. I think that version of Wanda is dead. Oh, because we still I don't think verse. given what she did, it's almost like a Ben Solo thing. You can't redeem that. You can't have that can't character kill Avengers all again. those people at Carmitage and be like, all right, we need you for a thing. Like, that's, a, that's a bridge Doc too far. Herself, which is yeah, but her not being dead, Jonesy, doesn't mean that she's been forgiven. No, I'm saying that I think I have a hard time envisioning how you bring that character back into the fold without it's almost like yeah it's almost like a fast and furious type thing it's a han situation unless you pretend like those people at carmitage didn't die yeah. i can't not always look at you with my head like this the illuminati. The yeah you killed the illuminati you killed all the so people violent at you took over this woman's body you terrorized her kids you will you have to die unless you're constantly ostracized but, I, but it, and I agree, totally 100% agree, which is why I think she's alive, because the way she died was very ambiguous. The, I mean, we, yeah. had, we went back to the Marvel trope of dropping heavy things from the sky. Sure. But it wasn't clear that she died. We had, I'm going to do this. And then the building collapsed. And yes, there was the red stuff and stuff. So, yeah, that was really yeah. weird. It's like, oh, no, by the way, red stuff. Was that meant to be blood floating out? Of, um, so, so Magical I totally blood. But it's because they didn't make a big thing of her dying that I think that she's alive, right or wrong. But I do think that she could come back and that will be, we can't forgive you for all that shit. Exactly like you just said, maybe it'll be an interesting thing where she's not welcome back into the the fold and she tries to do stuff that forgiveness or maybe she comes back but she comes back as Wanda not as Scarlet Witch kind of stuff I don't think that version is dead I don't think you know what I think they're gonna do they're gonna do a Jurati where they're gonna say the dark hold corrupted your mind oh so yeah all is forgiven there there you go yeah you didn't all is forgiven you know what surprised me about this was I was kind of expecting to see vision at some point and we never actually wasn't for some reason even Kyle mentioned yeah. that on our podcast, even if they couldn't get Paul Bettany, who was willing to do them all, we didn't even like see a CGI from behind Vision yeah, or nothing. anything. Didn't surprise me because we kind of went through that um, already and we're waiting for White Vision unless she met Vision. and Actually, yeah, she could have met Vision in a different... She was more obsessed with her kids than her husband when she was going to other dimensions where he could have been alive. Yeah, it seems very strange that she was very accepting of the fact that he was dead. <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> where are those kids? I need my babies. And as far as the death, like, Raimi made it very obvious in Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1. That, like, showed the Doc Ock floating into the water and stuff collapsing onto him. And yet so here he is. is. And this is far more ambiguous. So I'm wondering <laughs> if that's why. Oh, yeah. And then he comes back. But they come back yeah. from the dead. <laughs> Literally. Um, I have another question for you guys. Do you all think that, um... oh, shit, it just jumped out of my head. I have a question too, unless you're about to say the question I was thinking. Wait, hold on, hold on. It's almost there. Wanda, Vision. Damn it, it's gone. Ask your question. Okay. Where's my pen? Do you guys think, or I assume we haven't heard anything about this in the media yet, because I don't think Feige and Raimi are talking about yet. Do you think John Kerensky is, will be our official? He has to be. You can't go back. So I was talking to a friend. I was talking to my friend, Andrew, about this last night. You can't go backwards. You said disappointing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his. Fuck you, you're weird. Here's the thing. 
He was good in this. You though. can't have multiple universes and have Doctor Strange be Doctor Strange in all those universes. Like yep. you cannot have. Yeah, they keep the Wanda be Wanda. You can't like yep. they are they didn't very do a like no no no. It is this person every time, and except I, for Professor it, X. We obviously will be getting a new Professor. No, X. I think that that's. Otherwise, I, that I might completely agree. Thing. They even got Anson Mount back. Yeah, because he was in two strange so, projects that came out on the same day. I think Patrick Stewart is the outlier. Everybody else is consistent in terms of like it is the same actor for the same character. Now you're right. When it comes to the X Men a pre-existing universe they're going to have to do something different but as it pertains to the mcu it's been relatively consistent kyle you got a thing there there's three different peter parkers in the mcu tech technically jonesy very variants can be very very different no no no. but here's the difference the difference is i i think that that was a fan thing and that is a fox thing as it comes but as it comes to how the mcu has done it organic to the mcu it's all been the same so it, it, you're right. It does give them the option to do something else. But I also think that Krasinski would not do this. Unless or at least to... Marvel wouldn't do this unless they were like, hey, I know you wanted to be Captain America, but I'm not saying you should be Captain America. I'm saying like, here's a consolation prize. You get to be one of the most smartest men in the universe. Um, I was shocked when he showed up. I thought they were gonna, it was gonna, that was going to be the Professor X reveal. And I'm like, whoa, they actually went with Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. And that um, Black Bolt, too. I was like, whoa, they brought back Anson Mount to play Black Bolt. <laughs> we'll probably never see him again. Brutal. But yeah, oh, all those deaths. His was the most brutal. And of course, Sam what? Raimi. Wait, whose was? Uh, Black Bolt. Oh, yeah. He was trying to talk and his head like exploded out of his ear or something. Yeah. And then uh, he, he didn't show it like he does in Spider-Man, but he has a chance to uh, cut a character in half with their own weapon with uh, Captain mm. Carter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody, so it was interesting to me. Tell me what the, the reaction was in New Orleans theaters. I got claps for Krasinski and Captain Carter and yep. Professor X. Did you all get the same? Not yeah. claps the, or excitement the same way as... You know the other Peter Parker showing up, but people were like, oh, but it wasn't like there wasn't applause like when Daredevil showed up or uh Peter Parker, different Parkers, but it was still like the audience was like shocked. I avoided most spoilers, so I knew about Captain Carter and the uh not X-Men 97 chair, which they also that was the theme they used, not the Fox yeah. theme when he appeared. Um yep. but Reed Richards, Black Bolt, like especially Reed Richards the most. I was like, holy shit. They already cast one and they somehow kept it from us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the so Captain I remember- America, I mean, Captain Marvel thing was really cool. Just switching out Maria Rambeau for uh, uh, Carol Danvers. It's a smart choice. Yeah. Um. So I, there was a quote that I was looking for just now. Sorry if I was a little distracted. Um, I think this is kind of interesting. And I've previously heard this and tell me if you guys remember this. And this relates to the question I couldn't remember before. Do you guys remember a while ago, a couple of years ago, when Kevin Feige said you don't have to watch the shows to understand the movies? Like they're mm-hmm. just going to kind of be their own thing. 
There's a quote from February of last year where he said, Marvel fans don't need to watch WandaVision to understand the movies. I think you could gleam well, enough from it because my sister and my parents will never finish WandaVision. But I, but I, I also I find it interesting. I disagree. Or like they had the yeah, list where it's like, here are the movies you should see. Doctor Strange, uh, WandaVision, What If, and Spider-Man. Where it's like, what if? You don't need to see that. There's just the variant where she's Captain Car- Carter and not Captain America. And in fact, it almost misleads you because the Doctor Strange from that wasn't the Doctor Strange we saw in the trailer where we thought, that um that would be the evil strange he was more just he was corrupted but he was just like he also lost his universe and he was kind of a coward and i love though the music fighting scene so, uh, so i feel like part of my rationale for so there are two things part of my rationale for thinking that her motivations were so good is because we was because seeing her with those kids in the show solidified my understanding of like okay this is why she wants and needs that so badly um i don't think that you can and i know this for a fact somebody i went to see this with that did not see all of wandavision was like i don't get it i don't understand why she's so desperate to see these kids and another person who didn't watch all of it also said you could get the impression that in the dreams, she was only there for the good moment. The dreams in the show. I'm sorry, in the movie. Yeah. She was only there for the good moments and then faced with the reality of what they were like, where they're like kind of not whiny, um, but where they were panicking and upset that she was like, shut up. And she wouldn't know how to be a good mother. And I, I feel like the show really helps you understand yeah. All of that much better. I don't think that you can watch this movie and fully understand her character, understand those moments. Yeah, you, you wouldn't them. fully you wouldn't fully get her motivation as strong mm-hmm. as it is. Otherwise, yeah. you just think really she's doing all this shit just for a couple of kids she's she's never even met. Right. No, if you watch WandaVision, you know how strong that bond is and how much she's connected to him, how important it was. And then that means that we go into this film knowing exactly how strong those motivations are. And that means that you can understand that drive. And then on top of that makes um, Elizabeth Olsen's performance so much that much better. Wonderful stuff on that. That first scene, in fact, it was before that scene where the kids were going slightly mad is when they were about to sing the ice cream song. And she was like, why don't you just both fucking tell me what the song is you're trying to (laughs) say. And that was 10 seconds after she'd inherited the body, so to speak, when she, when she jumped, right. She, she didn't even know how to understand that, that they were arguing and they weren't even arguing bitterly. They were just not really. Go yeah. And she already almost lost her fucking temper. You could tell she had to bite her tongue and choose her words. And that was wonderful stuff from, from her there. That was like, shit, she doesn't actually know how to deal with kids and she's going to go and take them. Holy shit. Uh, but you definitely, I think to fully appreciate how good that part of this story was, you needed to watch WandaVision at a hundred percent. You could glean the story, but like those yeah, two people you mentioned, James, they'd be like, well, I get it. I, yeah, okay, she wants these cool kids, but I don't understand why it's so important. Yeah. And if you watch WandaVision, you get much more of an understanding of that. So, Especially, I love that cue yeah. from uh, Danny Elfman where it's like, do, 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 do. Only it's like the, <laughs> it's like the early, like the black and white version of it, the theme. Where it's just like, I don't know what instrument that is. But. Um, do you guys have anything to say about the main film? I'd like to transition into tag scenes i think we've covered 
Yeah, well, I was I was going to say uh, two scenes that have come up with the people that I've watched it with, and I know Nick, you just said you really liked it. It was the musical fight scene. I I can't. Yeah. As soon as it, here's the thing: it. the first time I watched it, it kind of annoyed me a little bit. I'm like, why am I watching Fantasia now? This is fucking silly. Why is he? Why did he choose to take the notes from a piece of paper to turn into ninja throwing stars? Why not just turn the pieces of paper into throw the books, throw any other shit that was lying around? I didn't quite really it took me out of it the second time i enjoyed it more because it was a fun musical set piece kind of thing so that's why i was flip-flopping about how much i liked about the film but the 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 person i saw it with today she said that it took her out of the rest of the film she found that so more bizarre than the yeah and so anything that happened after that she used to say it kept getting weirder and weirder and then I just couldn't follow it anymore. And like you, Joe, she was then looking at her watch, wanting it to be kind of over because it did. The pacing did change around about that same time. And that's that was my moment when yeah, he got well, to that second sync. Then there you go. Whether or not whether they tied into when you started to feel it was dragging and when you felt it was too Sam Raimi, but what quite the thing was like. though, it wasn't that. I liked that scene. But it was when we got to the second sanctum where I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. come on. But yeah, I really okay. did enjoy that fight scene. Well, I enjoyed it the second time. Uh, and it's actually interesting now because it, all the Salvador Dali references now about where he was getting his ideas from, Sam Raimi's getting his ideas from. And I like that because that's interesting. It was my brother's girlfriend that was talking about it. So she saw this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, I get all that. That's really clever and good. But at no point did we get the impression that this universe was the Salvador Dali universe. At no point was that evident. This was where that, that crash would happen. This universe was being destroyed when we got there. So I like Sam Raimi may have used his influence with how it looked and the floating door and the musical notes, but I wasn't aware we were in the Salvador Dali universe. So I, I couldn't get on board with, with that context of it. I felt that a lot more when they were flying through universes, like at a rapid pace, which was actually really awesome. There's an, that was a fun saw, scene. Like was, the animated universe. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like, um, oh, this is fun. So I, I that's where I'm torn, but that's why I'm watching it the second time so close together. I was enjoying things more that I didn't enjoy so much the first time, and other things were annoying me a little bit, like the corridor chase scene. She's hobbling, they're running, they stop, they stop, and he goes, What have you done? I've just bought us more time. You had loads of fucking time when the door shut. Yeah. You could have gone through, opened the sanctum, got the book but you chose to watch the water droplets go slowly that, but the first time it was always a shock moment. They're being chased. There's going to be a jump scare. So I, I, I flip flop between what I enjoyed and what frustrated <laughs> me. And that was just two separate viewings within 24 hours of each other, which is one of the reasons why I kind of like the movie. Cause I'm like, you know, this is just fun. Nonsense bullshit for a lot of it, but a lot of fun. So yeah. Yeah. You can go. Okay. Let's talk. I, tags. Oh. Let's talk tags. So I, I think the, the second one we can kind of dispense with relatively quickly. Uh, so we get Sam Raimi's good buddy, Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell, in the <laughs> second tag scene who had been bewitched to beat the shit out of himself for with weeks. Like with his hand. Another for weeks. Movie. Like a possessed <laughs> hand. Where he clearly stayed by his hot dog stand for three weeks. He didn't <laughs> weeks. Anything. He still has to work. He went home punching himself. Yeah, you don't yeah, 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 home. He's still to make money. <laughs> Don't presume <laughs> his time zone. Oh, yes, um, it's true. Different universe, his stomach might not work. Yeah, you don't know. Um, <laughs> several weeks in that universe might be two minutes to us. So he, or however long the rest of that movie was. 
<laughs> I I liked the idea of the possessed hand, Nick, like you alluded to from Sam Raimi films, Evil Dead. Um, it was funny. It was cute. Movie's over. It's over. Ha-ha. I like looking at the screen. I, yeah, then you have the Sam Raimi, like, look at the screen where he's like, yeah. it's over. Yeah. People cheered at that part because they just love Bruce Campbell. <laughs> was that, um, just a quick one, was that Sam Raimi's car floating when they went to the world that was, um, was it that famous oh, car? Oh, you mean Ash's car? I don't know. Just got, yeah, because they because they made a point of that floating car when the when the worlds that were clashed together. I miss it. Sang. Well, it I was saw a car, it was, but I didn't. It was a car, and I think it's that one, the the famous one that's in, in all of his films or the Ash films, and it was floating there for quite a while. It wasn't just like a, the taxi in the background that just went for it. It was front and center screen, and it was behind Doctor Strange and um, I bet it was. Uh, what's his name? I think it was, but you guys are not quite sure. I think it was. Whatever okay. Ford, it would make sense. Muscle car, what it was. Um, anyway, random thought. Sorry, Jonesy, as you were, soldier. No, no, that's it. <laughs> having random thoughts about random tag scenes. The end confused the shit out of me, but Kyle helped me understand it. It's the way. It, Which one? The one with uh, Charlize Theron? No, that too. But even just the other end, where it's like he just collapses on the ground and has the eye. Yeah, well, I got that, but then the next tag scene, he seemed to be okay with it, which made the previous end of the film scene not quite as powerful because clearly he had a real big breakdown in the street and then it's not a problem anymore. So what did did we miss? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You just said Kyle explained it to you. Well, no, no, I mean, not not the in-between part. The the part he has the eye because he used the dark hold once. At first I was like, is it a different strange? I was asking Kyle last night. He's like, no, he's, he's used it. He's so that's the thing that was bit. confusing to me. I thought, so if this is the Doctor Strange from What If, I didn't think it was using the Dark Hold that gave him. I don't him think the it eye. was the Doctor Strange. From I what think if. it's our Doctor Strange. This is six one six Doctor Strange, right? No, 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 no. no the, if, the last Doctor Strange. That was not the one from What If. It's a different one. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't have any monster um, parts that he throws out. He's not a little jewel. That's necessarily anything. Um, it was just, and he was kind of, he was not nicer, but he was kind of like almost more timid and like, I find that to be by losing the universe. confusing um, that they would key you up with a Doctor Strange that is very similar, but I guess not. Multiverses, man. Yeah, some but similar. Some of them are different. Sure. But having it so close in proximity to what if, where they're almost indistinguishable. I think it's a little out of hand. Okay. Well, so, now, now I'm confused now because I thought it was very simple. He used the dark hole book, and now that's given him this third eye, whatever yeah, that actually means. I think I that that I think that is the implication. That we've met years ago. So I guess my question is then, why didn't Wanda get a third eye? She just got black fingers. Maybe, Maybe she, she did have a third people. eye. But she didn't open it. It's she had a lazy eye. <laughs> her fing- her fingers were similar to Agatha, who yeah. uh, it it remember there's a there's a bit of difference between w- witches and sorcerers, so okay, different people affected uh, uh, differently. <clears throat> Didn't okay. her fingers turn a little black in uh, in Wandavision at certain parts? Even yeah, even uh, Wanda. So yeah. So at the end of the movie, he collapses in the street and he has the third eye. So that's his hit. That's that third eye appearing or whatever. It- is. Sure, and then the credits roll for a little bit, and then he's in the scene again. But he seems to be absolutely fine with everything. So how much? It seems time like time has passed. Past? I think he's wearing. Yeah, different but how clothes. much time do you think yeah. I know he's wearing different outfits. So is he it got just, used it to it? Feel... I don't want to presume his time zone. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. Like it could be a day, it could be weeks, but it's long enough where he is acclimated to having a third eye and feels okay whipping it out in front of Charlize Theron. So like, yeah. I don't know how long does it take I you to feel too. comfortable with your third eye. And, whip it out and in Charlize my ignorance Theron. now, in my ignorance now, can someone tell me who Charlize Theron's character? So is? that was the other part. So she is Clea. Uh, she is Clea. She is the niece of Dormammu. Um, she is a denizen of the dark dimension where Dormammu is from. And in the comic books, I think right now she is the sorceress supreme. And so uh, she's the niece of Dormammu. Yes. I don't know how that works. Don't ask. I, I have no idea. That was how, that was I have no idea how a giant floating head has a brother and what his brother has to look like to <laughs> no. No, well, it's like Thanos into a black hole. Spaceship flying into a black hole. It's Sounds like Thanos and his brother. Thanos uh, in the <laughs> comics. That's not the same thing. Giant floating head is not the yeah, same thing but... as like she is uh, appearing fully human versus you could say like okay Thanos has the deviant gene versus Harry Styles who was Harry Styles. Or even like <laughs> how does a planet impregnate a woman? We saw that. For those of you you not watching on YouTube right now, producer Kyle is giving us a sex education demonstration (laughs) using something and a large grey fish or something. This is how Mamu has a niece that looks strange. I thought it was strange. The comics. I like that they're sticking to the comics, and I'm not like. I don't. So here's the reason why. Here's here's what bothers me about that. It bothers me in the same way that the Eternals post credit scene is does because it doesn't mean anything. And we've talked about the show and I've complained about this a little bit on the show. Like, I have no idea where the fuck we're going. There's a yeah. part of me that thought like, okay, we're headed towards Kang. Maybe that's not true. Okay, are we headed towards Secret Wars because we're getting all this multiverse stuff? I don't know, possibly. It is frustrating as a viewer. I don't have to know everything, but it is nice to know where the buildup is going so I could at least anticipate and be kind of excited for it with the earlier phases of the mcu we're like all right i know that we're moving towards thanos and i could be excited about that because that was going to be fun here it's kind of all over the place and harry styles and charlie's their own don't do anything to move the needle for me in terms of excitement of what's coming next um and I feel like by this time in the previous phases of the MCU, in the in the Book of Thanos, in the Infinity War saga, <laughs> we had a pretty good idea of where we were going. And that helps facilitate and generate excitement. I'm not excited about where we are now, especially because even this from like, it's a B, Shang-Chi, like, it's okay. Eternals, yep. it's not good. Like, we've gotten such ho-hum content on one side on the other side we've got nowhere home which again doesn't really lend itself towards the greater like where the fuck is the story going so it's a great film on its own and i'm okay with that i just it would be nice to know where we're going especially because the content that we're getting isn't great yeah um kyle and i talked about this a little bit too it's just I, I kind of like it that we're not like that we're like you know we seem to have different storylines going rather than like we're all building up to Thanos. It's like we have the cosmic side, we have the gamma shows, we have the like Iron Heart and uh, you know like 
the tech the tech shows slash movies and then we have like the multiverse going on because i assume we'll get more multiverse in ant-man and the wasp considering quant the quantum realm is its own universe and we know that kang is like the first person in the future who kind of experienced universes colliding here's here's another way of saying it when you market shang chi to me as your new favorite avenger that tells me that you're building towards something because as far as i know there are no avengers right now right who have you got that's in their avengers roster and if you tell me that and if you market it that way then it sounds like you're building towards something and that something to me is what I as Kyle, I also discussed. I, he says, and I agree, it'll be at least five years until we get a proper Avengers film again. That's fine. Normal roster. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that too. It's just, I mean, you have you have Captain America, Captain. What's Marvel, the threat? Kang. The I assume Kang's going to be the Avengers level threat. Why? I assume because he's one of the most powerful people we've seen recently. You haven't. You've seen him once. You haven't seen him. No, but then he's else. the main villain in Ant Man. Because yeah. that's the first person to fuck with time with Scott Lang. So it makes sense that that would be the first Avenger he'd go after. I'm sure we'll get more of him in Loki too. I'm Sleepy Town. As I almost expected him to be on the Illuminati when they were slowly revealing each of them. I'm like, Kane could be there, but he wasn't. I thought what would have been fun for me is since you got Reed Richards, if they did like the Council of Kangs, which they already alluded to. Like that is the tag scene I would have wanted, not this Dormammu's niece type thing. That's just me. Maybe I'm being greedy. Maybe I'm, I would confuse I'm people even more. I think though, because yeah, mm. a lot of people haven't seen Loki. Not if it's Jonathan Majors, right? If because you're saying it would confuse people more. At least there is a reference point that has already occurred in the MCU versus like, why the fuck is Charlize Theron in this? Why is like, who is that? It felt like the end of a Super Mario Brothers, the movie was like, we got to go fix the multiverse. Come with me. And the it's language like was so people. generic. Like there's another, yeah. you cause an incursion. We got to go fix it. Let's go to the dark dimension. And she why it felt like Super dimension. Mario Brothers. It's like, okay. We got more It's trouble. just like Eternals. Like, hey, there's a problem. We got to go fix it. Like, all right. I guess. Sure. Anyway, that's just me. At this point, I'm just complaining and spinning my wheels, but yeah. Well, if, time if, if, if you feel any better, I agree with you, Jonesy. I'm much more excited about other stuff at the moment, and I'm kind of a little bit upset that I'm excited about other stuff rather than yeah. Marvel stuff. I'm excited yeah. about Top Gun Maverick, for example, coming out very soon. That's Tom Cruise, of course. We're all excited. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm with you. That trailer but, actually know. got the best reaction out of all the trailers they showed, even Lightyear and uh, um, Thor in my theater. People were excited. I guess, like I said, I was with an older crowd. Alamo, you generally don't see a lot of kids there at all. Um, that's weird. It's really weird. Like when I went to Rise of Skywalker, there was like no one there younger than 20. But um, yeah, I don't know. Did they all have heart attacks Everyone, as they walked out? I guess. <laughs> Not that much older of a crowd necessarily, but yeah, the, t- the audience went crazy for the Top Gun trailer. Yeah, interesting. So good. Do you guys have anything else to say about this? Uh, I would like uh, to talk a couple seconds about another thing and then I'm we good. can shove on. Moving on. Um, I think for me, like I'm really enjoying the premiere of Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was 
I think it tells me that I really enjoy episodic Trek more than the serialized storytelling that they've been doing with Discovery and Picard. Like, give me, like give me like one story, give me a new planet, give me a thing. I like Discovery, but this was, I hesitate to say better because it's only one fucking episode, but I like the even. format. I like the format better. I like the tone better. I like that they focus more on the crew that like the bridge crew because for me what what's hard about discovery is i feel like we don't know as much about the bridge crew aside from burnham and saru we know more about like stamets and uh yeah wilson cruz's character and and what's hard about that is like when a crisis happens on the ship we're on the bridge and so in strange new worlds on the enterprise we're like okay here's the crew these are the people that you're going to spend time with. And when a crisis happens, you're on the bridge and you're spending time with these characters. And it is just, it's harder to connect with aspects of discovery because of that. Whereas this, just within the first episode, they did a really good job of establishing a very strong voice and perspective and point of view. I'm excited for what's yeah. happening next. And they even um, gave us the exact time period. He says, I die in 10 years. I don't care about that. Well, that means we're 10 Because they're going to fuck it up anyway. My yeah, expectation is like... They... Well, I, I like the fake out. with like He requested Lieutenant Kirk. That's just a completely different guy with the last name Kirk at the end of the episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, I do want... We know we're getting Kirk next season, but I was like, that's quick. <laughs> so it was a fun joke when they're like, oh, that's Lieutenant Kirk. That's obviously not... It's a common name. Yeah. So when is yeah. when is this one set then? I'm, I'm I think I'm, I'm so this is set cool. after it's it is current. Well, I was going to say current with Discovery, but it takes place just like Six a few months after months. season two. I think. Yeah, and then and ten months years before Discovery, mm-hmm. and then it's ten years until Kirk takes over the Enterprise. So they're giving themselves room for ten seasons. You know, so it's ten like, years. 10 years before the original menagerie. Series. Yeah. 10 years before menagerie where, you know, he's seen, that's, I think the most interesting through line that we'll see in this is the the trauma that is caused. Cause he even he keeps looking in reflections and seeing his like burned face and all that. And he knows, it's which coming. I think is great. Like, yeah, I love I, it I, as a motivation. I like it. So Nick, do you think that he'll be able to avert his fate? No, no. I think I still believe we're in the actual timeline. And they'll okay. somehow make it work, even with Wait, now, now I'm so fast. What timeline? Uh, what? The original timeline. Kelvin timeline, original timeline. Original timeline, which even Picard and Discovery. Or William and... Shatner, William Shatner Kirk. Or... Yeah, well, yeah. well, we're getting a new Kirk actor, but I assume that's going to be before Shatner takes over, the before Kirk takes over the Enterprise. <sighs> All right. Fucking hell. Okay. Because that's yeah. when he takes over is after Pike's accident. And I have read things like, and Danny, I've talked to you about this, like some of the inconsistencies that we're seeing in Discovery and Picard are yeah. because of the temporal wars that happen on Enterprise, which I never watched. Yeah. Um, so I'm slightly confused about that. And I'm, I am less concerned about adhering to like specific dates and specific timelines. I am kind of bothered by some of the stuff they did at the end of Picard. Um, oh, oh, sorry. I just want to... Carry on your thought, but Guinan. Question about talk to you about Guinan. Same answer part. about the the temporal wars. I think that's probably the the answer to your question. But 
one of the other things that they did was it seems like Soong is going to be responsible for Khan. And I'm like, ah, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Why do we have to do that? I saw that as well. But the Guinan thing, oh, I'm sorry, I had to pull it. So are they saying then that she was pretending that she didn't know anything about Picard when he first walked into the bar in season two, episode two, whatever it was? Which time? Was, Which uh, Guinan? Old or young Guinan? Young Guinan, because when we saw old Guinan, I was getting the impression he was saying, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I had to. I'm sorry, I had to pretend I didn't know you or anything, but I had to guide you around the right path." That's what like, it seemed like. There's no way she was acting that, was there? Because now I'll go back if if I was ever going to go back and watch the episode. That was really good. No, I don't think you did, did know that, Picard. I think you genuinely did not know, and that was a happy tagline to put in episode ten to have Whoopi Goldberg say, "Yeah, I fooled you. I did a good job of pretending I didn't know who you were." But it would be super weird because it's all written within the same season, right? So it's not like we're talking like going back years and trying to retcon something like that would be a weird inconsistency within the same season. Before, exactly. So that was a bit. Oh yeah. So sorry, Nick. You can put your headphones back on. You can put your headphones back on now, Nick. I wish I had watched it yesterday. I just didn't have time. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. The hearing and (coughs) Doctor Strange on the podcast. Yeah. So I don't know. Those are my complaints. I, as disappointed as I was with um, Star Trek Picard, I was immediately pulled back in with Strange New Worlds. And I'm hoping that the quality that I saw is consistent throughout because like they did such a good job with all of these characterizations. And the music. Music Enough callbacks to like ship looks gorgeous ship looks and it doesn't look like it's changed too too much like it still has those swirling just yeah. red and, yeah and they fixed I think the bridge love it, Danny. so it looks more like the yeah it's good okay and it's very standalone except for pike part of his yeah. motivation is worrying about his death that's why he's like off in the cabin in the trailer with the giant beard <laughs> not answering they use the communicators more like phones in this. It's kind of funny. I mean, they are phones, but like it's not just like you flip it open and you're talking to your ship. It's like someone could be calling from anywhere on the planet and just calling Pike, and he's like ignoring the phone. And sleeping with a Starfleet officer who looks quite a bit younger than him. Why? I mean, I don't know. I guess he just... That seems, like a, that seems like a... Uh, I would not presume anything about any of that. No, I don't think it's that. I don't. I, I mean, people do it all the time in real life. It's just. I mean, Kirk yes. likes green women, so people have their, their preferences. I mean, I think it would be weird if he was sleeping with a lieutenant. So there is, you're making a presumption about her age based on how she looks, but they are of the same rank, and that in the military is more important. Mm. That's right, because she was getting back to her ship because she's captain. That's right. She was shipping out before him. So, don't be ageist, baby. It's brand new. It's brand new federation. <laughs> Anything else for this episode of Breaking Geek Radio Le Podcast? I'm good. I've said my piece. About you give me pieces. a thumbs up. That makes me think yes. No, a thumbs up is in. We good. Good show. Cut the check. <laughs> wrap her up. Wrap her up. Wrap her up. Wrap it up, baby. All right. So. Dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great products for you. Where else on LRM Online? And check out the other podcasts on the Genreverse Podcast Network, which you are a part of. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty great. 
If you would like to have a conversation with us about this or any of the other topics you heard on today's show, join us on Discord. We'll have links for those in the show description for you to click on and hang out with us. But other than that, Nick, where can you be found? I'm at Geeky Nick Dahl on Twitter. And um, we're doing Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, Kyle and I, though now we have to find something to do until uh, Miss Marvel and then uh, Thor. So. And Danny, where can you be found? I'll be found on my motorcycle. <laughs> and guitar. You ever yes. play the guitar while riding the motorcycle? That would be ridiculous. That would be a Mission Impossible moment for me. Speaking of Mission Impossible. <laughs> Gotta mention it every show. Now you and you can find way. me oh. tweeting and Instagramming at Sir Jonesy's. Now I can get back online. I've been, I had to cut off my social media because I didn't want to be spoiled. But I'm back, baby. For a week. <laughs> I'm back. Um, you can find me at Sir Jonesy's on both of those social networks. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Thanks, Kyle, on the ones and twos producing this show. But other than that, folks, you can catch us on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. Good show. Jammer can't fuck it up this week. <laughs> birthday boy. Happy birthday, Jammer. Happy birthday, Jammer. That's good, yes. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.